1: This is a podcast from Minute Media.
0: Hashtag no music, no intro. Another episode of hashtag same sort of podcast coming at you. Uh we might just start like nicknaming this show the the no music, no intro podcast. And we just talked about ninety-day fiance and just recap <laughs> ninety-day fiance yeah,
1: bro. episode.
0: Bro. I could do
1: it all day. You could do ninety-day fiance, six hundred pound life. Um we just mistakenly started watching. Uh, I'm dating the mama's boy.
0: That oh, shit, that's
1: that is, that that's is ridiculous.
0: I, of request of my daughter and girlfriend this past weekend, they wanted to watch one episode of Extreme Cheapskates, which is an older Ooh. show. And yeah, that's when I, I I gave I could do one episode of it, brought and I said, please don't let me have to watch another episode of this. Like I. <laughs> There's no way, and like, yeah, was, it gotta be fake. It gotta, it be has fake. to be, it has to be, bro. Like, I don't know if you ever saw the one where like the dude takes the girl on a date, to like the barbecue place, and he doesn't, <laughs> he showers with his with his clothes on to conceal. So, uh-huh. Man, nah, bro, <laughs> I, 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 will never watch No way,
1: There was one though. That dude had a good. I don't know. All movies doing it, but like. He said, like, the movie goes to, like, those free refills for popcorn. So he'd take, like, the popcorn carton out the trash and just go get a refill of
0: popcorn. <laughs> I was like, bro, I do that shit. It can only be for a large, though. It could only be for a large. I do uh, that shit for <laughs> Especially the prices. We can charge at theaters today, Man, bro. <laughs> no, I do that shit. I don't care. Give it a couple, couple of boops at the back of it. Make sure all the kernels are. Don't look kernels out. You good. <laughs> Um, so before we, so this, this episode, we're going to break down, talk about the Saints positional groups as a whole, uh, next, this is a primer. Cause next week at some point, we're going to have friend of the show, Greg Rosenthal of NFL network, NFL.com. Come on and mm. dig deep into one, like the best series. I like Greg does a lot of good work, but I think his best work he does is the, um, uh, Projected Starter Series, where he goes through every team, goes to the projected starters for each team, gives his insight, breaks down. It's a piece he does. He's been doing for the last couple of years. It's great. Um, so we're going to talk about the Saints positional groups, and the next week we're going to have Greg on. Uh, before we get into that, I did want to get some updates for our our Patreons. So first thing, if you're a Patreon of this podcast, we appreciate you, support you. However... Oh. Um, if you could please check to make sure that you have the right debit card or card <laughs> on file. Uh, we,
1: the, the thing, the thing is Patreon executes his transactions on the first, and I know that's a tough day for everybody. They look, got to pay that rent, got to pay that mortgage on the first, Look, we know it's hard out here, but you know, just, just, you know, got, you got to make sure the money available when those transactions come, when you sign up for Patreon and you, and you dedicate, you know, whatever you want to send, $5, it doesn't take it right away. It only takes it on the first of the month.
0: Correct. <laughs> um, so that's the first thing. Second thing is, I don't know if we lost some pay, like we were at 69 away from 200 and now we're back at like 72 from 200. So I don't know if we lost some patrons along the way, but if you, one thing that I'm excited about That I put on Twitter, we put on Instagram, is that we have official hashtag Saints Twitter coffee mugs. They came out phenomenal. Um, And so if you're a Patreon member at the $10 level, then you are going to get a hashtag Saints Twitter podcast coffee mug sent out to you. I believe it's 10 or 11 inches or something like that. Pause. Um, But So you have to be at the $10 level. Um, I've already started sending some out um, incrementally, but keep in mind the way that we're doing it is that for all. So we basically have a spreadsheet of everyone who's at the $10 level or higher, and then we're ordering them kind of individually as we go. I've tried to get in contact with the company to see if there's a bulk order that we could do, but it's impossible to fucking speak to somewhere where we're doing it through. But that said, so a couple's going out already we're gonna have more come out you know within this month for sure uh there's at least i want to say good 15 to 20 plus people um at that level or maybe a little less um but we guarantee you that if you're at the ten dollar patreon level you will get a hashtag saints twitter uh coffee mug and again if you're curious of how they look go on our instagram go um, on our Twitter page, we put them up. They, it looks great. I've, I've since I've gotten mine because I was the first person that to get there because I wanted to see how it came out. I've used it like three times in the morning because it's just a great, it's just a great coffee mug. Um, so we are trying to add levels for Patreon. So ten the every, every donation you get access to. You'll get access to our Discord. You'll be eligible to get um, to be in rap- raffles for the the game tickets we're going to raffle out. But at certain levels, so the first level is going to be the ten dollar level. Um, you'll get the coffee mug. If you're at the twenty to twenty five dollar level, you'll um, get our tumbler. If you want to get the coffee, like maybe if you want to get two coffee mugs instead of, instead of a tumbler, that's fine. Just let us know. So we are trying to do levels to our Patreon group, um, and I know it's June it's just the first of June, but like in two months, like preseason football is going to be here. Like it's going to be here real soon. And that's when all the, the zoom party watch parties for us watching preseason games and, and, and regular season games and live streaming on YouTube is going to start. And if, if the draft live stream was any indication, it's going to be a blast. Even though if I have to mute Nate for like spoiling, whatever, um, but it's going to be a blast. So if you haven't joined our Patreon, please take the time to join it. And we don't really talk about this a lot, but if you listen to this podcast and if you, well, if you enjoy it, please leave us like five stars on if it's Apple or Spotify or whatever it is you listen to it on. Please leave us five stars and some, and some comments to help us try to get up in terms of the standings on, on those platforms. Anything you wanted, you wanted to add for, for Patreon or anything?
1: No, man, just just go ahead and uh, sign up if you can, and, um, you know, make sure to DM us and let us know if you want to get in the Discord group, and, you know, make sure to follow our at Saints TwitPod Twitter uh, page and at uh, Saints uh IG, because, you know, I want to be doing stuff, do little quick two-minute videos and stuff like that, trying to do a lot more content coming this year with the season and all that
0: stuff, so. Make sure you plugged in. We're also on TikTok, uh Saints Twitter Pod. Um and then just be just by becoming a Patreon, people you get so much access. There's so many things that go on our Discord. Like we already have one fan- Dynasty Fantasy League already locked in. Draft is done. We're ready to get that off the we're already talking about maybe doing another like a money league. Um mm. So it's, 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 a, it's this whole little subset community um, that we've really cultivated that we're very um, excited for. And, I mean, the big thing this year is is the the game tickets that we're going to raffle off. So it doesn't really matter what level you are. It doesn't matter what level you are at all for Patreon. You just have to be an active Patreon, uh, but we are going to raffle off game tickets. One ticket's going to be to the Raiders game, and that's going to be the big game that we're all meeting up for. Um, the second game we're raffling off to is uh, two tickets to the, the, Se- the Seahawks game in New Orleans. Um, I plan We plan to have those tickets purchased by the middle of this month, so we're, we're, we're excited for what we're being able to do for the podcast and giving back to our listeners who have been so gracious in giving to us. Um, before we get into this, the positional groups, I I, I want to address something with OTAs. Now that they've been in full swing, I don't even know if OTAs are still going. Like I, yeah, I've been so busy, bro- I, I, I have no clue. Um, can we talk about this little, little thing that's just kind of irritating me? And it could be nothing. I, it may be it may be minute, but it just seems and. I think this, we're seeing the difference between a Sean Payton head coach team and a Dennis Allen head coach team. Like, the number of people missing OTAs, bro? It's, it's just something just just been on my radar. And who knows, by December, January, it may, mean, it may not mean shit, right? It could mean right, right. nothing at all. But it's just on my radar of how exactly. – how many players i and i and i'll preface this by saying otas are completely fucking voluntary i get that and i'm not one to be like oh, the players have to be there i'm not that person but it just seems like it's a looser ship or it's not as strict um who knows that might it could be for the better right it might not be a negative thing but certain players like their absence and i know who first is probably rehabbing part of me was like man this he got hurt like week four against the Panthers or whatever again, whatever, or not it wasn't week four, it was like a couple weeks after that. But it yeah. was like mid-season. Like, what is he still rehabbing? Like, what are you rehabbing, bro?
1: Like, what is going on? What, what type of injury did this man get? I am I am perplexed. Can someone find out? Like, can someone tell me? Like, Mike Triplett, Cat Terrell, somebody. Somebody. Like, what what injury did he have? Like,
0: what is going on here? Like, I he got hurt what? So his best game was because the Panthers. So I think he got hurt like a week or two weeks after the Panthers game. Yeah, yeah. And so that's like what week four, week five. Like, <laughs> I mean, Jameis out there throwing
1: throwing passes. I know he's lipping and all that, but I mean, he's out there like, what's going on?
0: It's, it. I just I don't know that. And so like him and like another absence that had me roll my eyes. Why is why is Adam Troutman? Mr. Fucking, why is finding finding me, Memo not at OTAs? I would throw hands with him right
1: now, bro. Like, if I saw him, I'd be like, bro, why the fuck you ain't at OTAs,
0: bro? <laughs> like, you, you are right, a third-year player who mightily regressed after your rookie season. Like, what, what are we doing? Like, like, you, you should be right there, like, every day. And again, it, it, it may be nothing. But maybe he might be taking college classes. I don't know. But prior to COVID, with Sean Payton teams, OTAs, voluntary or, voluntary or not, man, the percentage of pe- players there were like in the high like nineties of like oh, yeah players that were there OTA. No, it was usually like maybe two or three players at the most. At the most. But and, like it, it, and here's it was like a, it was like a ten player list. Bro, last week mess, <laughs> go ahead i'm sorry I didn't
1: and, to no, but here's the, here's the thing though like because a lot of people's coming at me like bro like are you tripping like what are you talking about who cares and i get that like i'm not a big you know voluntary ota it's ota it's like come on out so we get it it's not a big deal but it's just something to keep an eye on man like it's just something to like oh, okay it's just noted like people are like oh why are you freaking out i'm not freaking out it was like it's just like okay, noted. Like a lot of players are missing OTAs when you got a new head coach. Yes, it's DA. He's been there. A lot of them know him, but it's a new head coach, new regime. Regime, you know, trying to get back to it. I'll just put it like this: if for those are saying it's not a big deal that they miss, they're missing. If that's the case, if all the players were there, I guarantee they'll be saying we had a hundred percent attendance at OTAs. Oh yeah, like they, they'll be saying that as like a as a, you know, it's just like a feather in the cap. Like, look, look how great we're doing. All the players yep. came. So if that's the case, if that's a positive, I, obviously if 10-plus players are missing, that's that's kind of a little, you know, that's kind of a little negative,
0: you know? It's, it's just, it, sta- it stands out, man. And, again, we got used to how the team was handled under one head coach for so long. So now, like, it's kind of like as fans, we're readjusting to like, oh, okay, so like, you know, it, it, it may be different, um, but like j- there were just certain players that were on the list that were missing OTAs. That was just like, why are you not there? I, I need to know why are yeah. you not there. Um. Anyway, that 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 was my thing. This little, small thing I wanted to bring up. It's, it's just been in, on my mind and wanted to clear my chest off of it. Um. But let's let's dive into the positional groups uh that the saints have let's start with offense so in terms of i'm using um our lads if you ever never use our lads before it's one of the sites that kind of compiles all the teams oh, yeah. nfl teams depth charts rosters yeah. just a good kind of you know thing to, to refer to so obviously let's start with quarter the quarterback room uh we have got Jameis winston andy dalton ian buck Mm. Those are, those are quarterbacks. They have Taysom Hill here, but he is full time tight end now. Thoughts on the Saints quarterback positional group?
1: No, I think that's like a that's a good quarterback group, man. Um, Andy Dalton. I was like when I saw pictures of Andy Dalton, I got excited, man. It was just like I don't know, it was like fucking Andy Dalton, the Saints, man. Like that's
0: rifle,
1: <laughs> rifle up in this mug, man. You it's know? kind of wild that Andy Dalton's the same. He really was. Like, it's, it's wild, bro. Like I just fucking weird, man. Seeing him with the red jersey. Um, but that's that's just a good, like, that's a good backup to have. Like, you know, say the, the drop off, like, it's not like a upper left echelon quarterback room.
0: No. But, right.
1: you know, say Jameis is like a 20-ish level quarterback. You know, Dalton is not that far behind. So you don't have that huge drop-off from James to the next quarterback. And after what we went through last season, like it, that backup position is is vital. Crucial. Oh, crucial. So, and, you know, Jameis is coming off injury. looks like he, he's on track to probably start for the season, but you never know. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, man, like when you're talking about wins and losses for a season, man, that backup quarterback position is crucial. And on another note, just seeing Jameis out there, you know, he, he's not 100% healthy, but just seeing him out there spinning it, um, throwing some nice balls and just, you know, just trying to get back in the, in the field of things. Um, Aubrey was, had a nice... It was healthy. encouraging, man. It was encouraging, it was encouraging. Yeah, and Aubrey had a little article. He was pointing out the things he's working on, and he, you know, he really focused on the stuff. And he, you could tell it wasn't just lip service. Like, he talked about Looking at the things he really wasn't good at last year, the intermediate stuff, the over the middle stuff, Alva Camara, their chemistry, he really talked about that and trying to get better at it, and looking at the you know the reasons why he wasn't better, you know, right. ways put his foot stance, all that stuff. Like that's good to hear. Like obviously we got to see, you know, we'll see and see if it works that he improves in that area because there's always been a struggle for him, um, but. It's just good to see that that's something that Dave have identified, he's identified himself and as a team they've identified, and they're trying to correct. So, you know, I just think, you know, it's it's good. Like, just considering where we were, beginning of the season, like, I think we only had Ian Book on the roster. You know, you had Taysom bill, but he's yeah. not a quarterback. Considering the way you are now, you know, you're in pretty good shape. You know what I'm saying? No, you don't have an up echelon uh, elite quarterback or a franchise quarterback, but, tr- but trust me, like, a lot of teams could you could be doing a lot worse.
0: Than- a lot worse. Yeah. Um, this is not so much for this episode because I think we you know we should do a episode where we're we give our fifty three man roster predictions prior to training camp and then we do one after like as training camp is about to close or what have you. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to ask you this now: Does Ian Book make the team? Yes or no? May <laughs>
1: that's a, that's, a, that's a vital I, I, roster I spot. Like you could put him on a practice squad. I don't think he makes. Right. He gets to the practice mm-hmm. squad. I don't think nobody's don't beating think. down the door to come steal in. no, I I don't at all. So at all. I could see him being the guy that just you know is on the practice squad one week on the roster. You know, just mm-hmm. just kind of flip flops on the roster. So, so you know, he doesn't have to make the fifty three. And you could look, man, you could find other quarterbacks out there that's comparable or better than Ian
0: Book as a is, third quarterback. I don't I don't he might already be with a team. I wouldn't be surprised if he was. What is fucking Tyrod Taylor doing, right? You know what I mean? Like those those I'm guys saying, like, those yeah. guys are out there. Out there, man. Um go Peterman. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> The Peterman, as the Patrick Peterman. would call it. Yeah, um, let's let's get to the the next positional group. Uh, we're going to talk about running backs. We have so let's, let's talk about it, bro. We have, we have Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, your favorite, Tony Jones Jr., Dwayne <laughs> Washington, uh, Auburn Smith, and Devin Digboe.
1: Oh, a Zigbo back! I forgot about that. Yes, yes. <laughs>
0: he is
1: back. Man, it's, a, it's a very meh room. I have mean, obviously a dog, but you know, Mark Agram man, like I love him to death, man. That's my guy. But is he? You
0: are know, you
1: still blocked on Twitter by Mark Egan? I don't think I've, I don't think he have a oh, Okay, I'm okay. Sure. But uh, you know, like he, he is what he is, man. He's on he's on the down scope of his career. Know, can't really stay healthy. You know, st- when he is healthy, he still gives you a little something. But you know, just had been healthy in years, man. He's just like a 30-year-old running back. That's just where he is. Um and outside of that, man, there's much of nothing. I mean, I like the Abram Kid rookie. I like his potential, but you know, obviously we have to see how that works out. Um, can't stand Tony Jones Jr. Dwayne Washington is a fine, it's fine. You know what I'm saying? The Zigbo, fine. So, no, they, I would love to see them bring somebody else in, but it doesn't seem like they want to do that.
0: Yeah, or either they don't want to do it or maybe they, they feel like the guy that they potentially want to add maybe not is not out there. Yeah. It, would, it would not shock me at all, however, in terms of, and you know how it is with the, you know, cut downs, oh. team cuts, you know, a running back on their team unexpectedly, and they may try to jump all over, you know, signing a guy like a veteran like that. That wouldn't start private.
1: But that room, That remains
0: set. You know, it's not. I don't. I don't think it's set at all. I don't. I do not believe it is set at all. At all. Um, I guess I I could have included Adam Prentis, uh, who was a fullback uh, okay. on the team with the running backs. I remember the Saints signed him. They claimed him. Last season, as a part of their 53, and then it was weird because he didn't play that much, and then they cut him, and then he was on the practice squad. I don't know, but he is you know, I think he and this would be interesting, right? Because, yeah, it really is. Because, in terms of a Sean Payne offense, Sean Payne always had that a fullback, didn't matter, yeah, he loves his fullbacks, he loved them, loved, loved him. I mean, does, I know does that. He love him? I, I don't know. Is, is Pete calling office,
1: bro? Like
0: I don't know. I, I'm just saying, but that's
1: interesting because it's like, you know, it's 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 it's. ain't here no more, so it's like right. maybe Pete, Pete all this time, like man, how the we wasting the rush spot on a fullback, man. Like <laughs> so, who knows? Like so, this thing
0: things could change. Yeah, real quick. So that's gonna be something interesting to see because like most teams in the NFL don't carry fullbacks. Like just, just no. not on the roster at all. And like Sean Payne had always been kind of a throwback and always keeping one on the roster because he felt like they were necessary for the offense that he wanted to run. Um let's move on to our receiver. So I'm gonna I'm gonna list I'm gonna list them all off. In terms of the right receivers of the team, not the ones that are just expected to make the, the cut. I'm talking about them all, right? So Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave, then we have Deontay Hardy, Marquez Callaway, Traquan Smith, Kevin White, Quan Baker, Aesop Winston, uh, we have Kurt Merritt, and then they have you have the three or the two. Uh, undrafted free agents: uh, Dejon Dixon and Rashid Shahid. Oh. It's a nice room, man. It is my my impression of this room is that the the fully formed version of the wide receiver room completely hinges on Michael Thomas to
1: Completely. Oh my god. And, you and know, I- it, took, it took a little setback finding out that he, you know, he's still, yeah, he's in the building, but you know, he still got the got the Jazz Bird hoodie on. <laughs> I, know, got, somewhere. I, I don't brought, know. I don't I know. Seen i seen him I, at least with Jerry's Bird from time to time. I'm just saying. I'm just I, the Jazz Bird hoodie for me just means he, he unseen, out of sight, out of mind. Like you know, what I'm saying. Like I don't know. I don't know where he at. I haven't seen him. Like, I got to see him. I haven't seen Michael. I saw a little IG pic where he was, had his shirt off. He was all swole up. But I'm like, man, like, how the an ankle looking, bro? <laughs> is the
0: ankle swole, bro? Does i
1: it- <laughs> <laughs> you know saying, man, like, that's a question mark, bro. Like, people really just, like, I just see people so willy-nilly, like, man, Mike Thomas is back. Oh, he's not back yet. not. He's not. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? He's not. Just not back, man. Like, I think he's going to be back, but that's just a theory.
0: Yes, it, and that's the thing, right? Like, again, if Mike Thomas is back, and again, I'm thinking back and, like, he's 75 to 80% what he was. To me, that's back. I'm not expecting offensive player of the year Michael Thomas back. Like, uh-huh. now, if that player came back, then that's that completely changes mm. the outlook of the team and the the entire wide receiver room. I don't, I'm not saying that that player doesn't exist. I'm just saying that history, man. like, if he's 70, 75, 80% of what he was, you have a very goddamn good wide receiver room. That's
1: true. But man,
0: if he if he is only 75%, that's sad,
1: man. Like, that's fucked up. It is, up. man. Like that's it is. The, coming off the season he had. What 2019? Nineteen. Like, that, yes, yeah. That that's like, damn. Like he had, he was on a Hall of Fame project trajectory. Yep, it would have took some years, but the the career he had put up since to that point was ridiculous, and it was up Outlandish. there with the best of them. And Outlandish. if he would have kept it going, he would have been, you know, looking at a yellow jacket at some point, man. But if that's the case, man, I, I hope it's not. I hope he, you know, I hope he's able to at least get back to 90, 95% of what he used to be. But, you know, like, man, that ankle injury, you know, I, I really just wish, you know, I know they were trying to get a Super Bowl, but I really wish they just put him on IR that season and got his surgery right there and just let him do whatever he had to do to get rehab. Uh, at that point, instead of
0: trying to, you know, kind of keep trotting them out there and just make the injury worse. And, that this, and the, the crazy thing is, is that ever since the whole Delvin Bros situation, like Sean Payton as the coach up to that point had been like super conservative with their injuries for, regarding players. Like, yeah, more, more so than other teams, I would say. Right. But for whatever, and you know what it is, man. Pressure, Drews, mm-hmm. like, is Drew's last year. This, you know, mm-hmm. like that shit happens. And and now what? Like, I would love know. to talk to like a Saints
1: player that's really willing to talk about it about that. Like, what's the what's the internal pressure? Because you know, maybe some of it comes down from the head coach. But look, some of it is self imposed. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, other guys are looking at you. The coach is looking at you. And sometimes it's like, man, I got I gotta get out there. I gotta get out there. I'm gonna be all right. You know what I'm saying? I'm put some you know, they're gonna tape it up, tape my ankle up, I get yeah. out there, I'll be good. I just so I really want I would like to talk to a player about that and see like what's their mindset, you know, and, and feeling like if they can push it, push an injury. Because face it, man, like uh if you're a head coach, a lot of the things you deal with is like trying to manage players and how they an- handle injuries. Oh, I've heard Sean Payton talk about it a lot. You know, he'll put the China Doll in certain players, um, <clears throat> in certain players' locker rooms, who you know kind of miss a lot of practices and miss a lot of games. Which, you if know, which you really like think about it, it's a really fucked up thing to do. <laughs> that's messed up, man. It's like messed up. But it's like, man, this business, like, is is it's a messed up business, or like because <laughs> they feel like, look, if if that limb ain't hanging off the gristle. <laughs> Like, you need to be out there, bro. Like if it's just hurting, like we don't care. They don't care if it hurts. We got something for that. <laughs> we got this little needle, we could shoot got, up in there. Oh,
0: uh, I thought you about to say some some tussin, get
1: Russell some, some tussin, <laughs> tussin on there something. We got something for that, but you got to get out there. You know, so it, it's tough, man. Like that's the part of like sports that we don't really see, but it's a real ugly part, sport part of it.
0: It is. Um... Aside from Mike Thomas, just seeing a little bit of Chris Olave and OTAs and clips, bruh. Ooh, wait. Ooh, shit.
1: I'm just like, don't I don't want to see him no more. Like just go put him somewhere, bro. Like go,
0: I don't, you good. Like just come back late <laughs> August or something. Bruh. Don't don't need it. Don't need don't need to see a single bit of it, bro. Like, I've seen enough. <laughs> to, to, to quote it um like like you've said numerous times on Twitter or maybe our discord he just looks like a saint bro just mm-hmm. just wah, just fits perfectly um Jarvis landry he has not he's not LG I don't believe um but this this kind of cluster in the back bro yeah and again we try not to talk about Cuts and things right now, and but it's gonna be you know that that scene in the Dark Knight with the Joker, bro, when he said he got an <laughs> expanded brother, <laughs> he broke that pool stick, and he said, figure it out." One opening <laughs> between Marquez Callaway, Trey Smith, and Deontay Hardy. Right, mm. the, we know the we know the top th- the top three are set, right, and if they keep five. You would think Deontay already had the upper hand because of his return abilities, but that was kind of meh last year. Um, it's that that To me, that group is fascinating because someone's going to be the wide receiver four, and whoever does not end up being wide receiver four might get cut. Yeah, no, you, you could see, I could see anybody getting cut out there that group. Wouldn't be surprised at at a, especially if you if we have one of these undrafted free agents at wide receiver who flashes as a returner, like that that even puts Deontay Hardy's roster spot oh. in, in jeopardy to me. Absolutely. Um who do you think has the advantage out of those three players? I still do think
1: um if Deontay Hardy can stay healthy throughout camp, he has to stay healthy. Like, if he gets hurt in camp or something and lets somebody else get his shine, he has gone. But if he stays healthy and show like, his speed, his speed is, is serious. Like It's, it's a serious. weapon. It's, not, it's a true weapon. And, you know, just go back and look last year. I think he caught, what, 36 passes or something, which is not a lot. But if you look at last year's offense, that was pretty good. Um, yes, it was. He, he, he came through in a clutch. He was great on those comeback routes. Um, he was great downfield, catching passes and stride with James. James had a nice connection with him. Um, so him and Chris Olave, as far as, like, field stretchers, that's a dangerous, dangerous combination. Way. So if he can stay healthy, I think he's good as far as a roster spot. Uh, Traquan Smith, it's hard to know with him, man, because, you know, he's, he's a training camp Training camp champ, right there. You know what I'm saying? Like he always started training camp, but come like preseason games, regular season games. Just like who knows? Um, but he kind of is what he is. I think we know who Trae is. is. Yeah, think, we know. Who Tr- we I don't know. think he's ever going to be more than what he is. No. Um, he's um, and you know Callaway. I think he's good to go. I think I think he has a roster spot. Um,
0: but I think he does too. I, think, I do I think yeah. and i think and this is me guessing but i do think because even though he was thrust into a position of being a wide receiver one that he had no position of being in no fault of his own as the season went on last year he yeah. he came on he did and he approved and he got better and
1: he pretty um, much done it all he like he catch he's not a burner but he does a lot like Mike Thomas. He he can win downfield. Um, he does a lot of the intermediate stuff. Um, he's a good wide receiver, man. Like, he's a good wide receiver. Like, if he didn't make the Saints, he'd be on some other team being productive. So, um, you know, I, I think he has a spot on his team. But that's a good problem, bro. Like, hopefully everybody yeah. stays healthy. Hopefully Jarvis Landry, uh, you know, he's kind of working back from injuries. Hopefully he's healthy. Cause then you just got a bunch of good problems. Man. If you if you got a cut like a Deontay Hardy or um Traquan Smith or something
0: like that, that's good. Like that's <laughs> it's sad to see him go, but it's like that's a good thing. Just imagine where we've where we been like the last three years, brother. Just the Ooh. the role reversal, it's man. The changes. Um, and this is a, this is also assuming that the Saints may not try to add another weapon at wide receiver that's not already on the team. And I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. reporting anything or not. I'm just saying that this is a completely conjecture and hypothetical, right? But between now and the next couple of months if they added, a Julio Jones, which would be hilarious, or an <laughs> Odell Beckham or something, like then that just puts everything else into, you know, and – like, it, it really puts their their roster spots potentially in jeopardy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially, like, Odell Beckham,
1: because he'd probably go straight to Pup. Um, but, you know, so if he'd go straight to Pup, that wouldn't affect the roster spot right. immediately. But, man, when he come back, man, whew.
0: Somebody getting that somebody getting that call. <laughs> um, let's let's finish out with offensive line. So we'll start with tackle. They have Ryan Ramchek, Landon Young, uh James hashtag put him in the hearse, Ethan Greenwich. I always want to say oh. green, green, green Rich. Green Leaf. <laughs> Trevor Pinning. And then they have some players that are gonna make the team at all that I'm not gonna even mention. Um tackle position. All to me all hinges on Ryan Ramchek. If he's healthy, that's great. If not, you may have to start you may be starting freaking a rookie and James Hurst at the tackle positions, which is not a So, if if Ryan Ramchick could be Ryan Ramchick in 2000, like how he he has played before him getting that contract extension, the tackle position and the future of it could be really set, especially if Trevor Penning ends up hitting and is is a good pick and becomes a good to great player. Agreed. And,
1: you know, Ramchick was at OTAs. He was out there tussling, so, you know. Hopefully, hopefully he's you know on track. Penning, Penny, man, he, he looks impressive. Like just looking at pictures yes. of him. Like that's a that's a stacked dude. But we'll see. We'll see with him, man. Like, can they coach him up? Doug Marone, all those guys on the offensive team. Like, can they get him going? And you know, look, this team has figured out, like, I know people keep pointing out Armstead going, but man, this, this Saints played a lot of games without Armstead.
0: Tons. So man. if they
1: if they could just figure out how to just be serviceable in that area, you know, he doesn't have to be an all pro um, in his first year, but just be pretty good. Um, you get Andrew's Pete back, man. I'm looking for Andrew's Pete. Welcome back, Andrew's Pete. <laughs> Where you been, Pete? <laughs> Where you been, baby? So you know things can be looking up, but it could get real bad easily, you know, because. You know, season old, season. Well, we're we talking about tackles, right? Yeah, we're talking about tackles. <laughs> okay.
0: All right. I believe that. Yeah. All All right. Right. And I'll say this as a kind of like an underrated thing. I know that the team really was high on Landon Young before he got. Yeah. Uh, he was. Yeah. You know, the team was very high on him. I don't know. And in the grand scheme of things, like, I don't know what that means, right? But. I know they're high on him. Maybe his position isn't at tackle. Obviously, if Ramchek and Penning works out, then his position won't be at tackle. So that may mean he may have to switch over and play guard. But I know the team was high on him. Speaking of guard, let's go into the, our guard, the guards for the Saints. Everyone's favorite, Andres P. You got, they brought in Forrest Lamp, who was on the team last year. Uh, they signed Josh Andrews uh, a couple of weeks ago. Maybe got the depth signing, but maybe got some competition. And then you got Calvin um, Throckmorton. Got me on Rock and everyone, and the the Saints Twitter favorite, Cesar Ruiz, <laughs> right guard. And first, first thoughts that hit you hearing those names: Throck,
1: Throck, Andrews, somebody got to get Ruiz out of that press you to get him out, bro. Gotta beat him out, man. Like, speed them out. Beat them out, like you. They should be better than Ruiz. I agree. If they just, they don't even have to be physically better. Just like do their job better.
0: <laughs> it it is it is insane how bad he is, and I know we we spend a lot of time making jokes about him, but like, it like just from like a. And like we've talked about this, right? And I know you asked Thor. You've asked some people, but just like, how is he so, just so bad? Like, how did he go from playing in the the Big Ten, like anchoring an offensive line at center, and now like the ball is snapped and like, I, I don't know, man.
1: It's he's looking difficult. at the he's looking at the goal line, like. Oh, snap. He just looking downfield. Uh, like, what are you doing, bro? <laughs> I don't
0: get it, bro. I don't get it. I don't get it. Oh, <laughs> uh, huh. and like, watch as a like, if you're still like emotionally invested in the Saints, I could imagine watching Caesar Reese, bro. Cause I, he would have to. <laughs> now for me, like, I can watch him and now like, I laugh, bro. Like, to me, it's fun, just comedy. Funny as hell, man. <laughs> it's comedy. Um, one of the worst players that Sean Payton has drafted is like he, to me, he's worse than Stefan Anthony. I, I truly believe that, bro. I believe you, bro. Even like, even, you know, Stefan Anthony he had his like interception. He almost returned that, you know, the block field. Goal he had some before. flashes though, at least he like, he had some flashes where you could squint and believe, you know what I'm saying? If you didn't really look. Like, oh. <laughs> okay, okay. Bro, with Caesar, <laughs> No, <laughs> no chance. Like, oh,
1: maybe we can get a third for season. Like,
0: who <laughs> show me who would trade a third for season? No, nope, nobody, bro. Uh, yeah, please. I, if it's Throgmorton, like you said, Andrews, Landon Young, and that's something I'm gonna be all over in training camp, bro. I'm gonna see, I'm to see how those that offensive line rotation oh, yeah, you know, because you know, preseason games and Oh. Again, it goes back to Doug Marone, bro. If he, if in preseason, if Caesar is being typical bro. Caesar, Doug will go to, to Dennis Allen and say, mm, mm-mm, can't
1: do it. bro. bro if by like the second or third preseason game, you see Caesar out there in the fourth quarter, <laughs> baby,
0: <laughs> we made it. We made it, baby, out of here, bro. All right, let's check. Uh, <laughs> Let's switch over uh, to the defensive side of the ball. Let's start with our. Let's start with the Saints' defensive end. So we got Cam Jordan. We got two first. Marcus Davenport. Who first? Go Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm just saying, Cam Jordan, who's at OTAs, right? At man was drafted. Man was drafted 11 years ago. Like, if he missed OTAs, like, nobody would care. Like if no nobody. but like Just completely fine. Take off, bro. Uh, Kev Jordan, Marcus Davenport, Peyton Turner, Taco Charlton, for whatever reason in my Madden franchise for the Saints, has become, like, the next uh, – uh, what, what was the defensive tackle that got into it with Jagged Edge that we had on our team? Oh, uh, Nick Ferley. Nick Fairley, Like, he's become a stud on, on the Saints for some <laughs> reason. Um – Big Creep, Carl Granderson, and Tano uh, Passinggall, who was a very underrated sign that the Saints had last season and he played extremely well before he got hurt. Uh, short and sweet, bro. The uh-huh. the edge position on the team goes as far as the two for the the three firsts on the team take them, bro. <laughs> if two first Marcus Davenport can be healthy and, and play majority of the season and if who first plays and when he does play, plays well, um, like you, you, you you're cooking with a lot, a lot of talent, but there's the whole health injury. I, I don't know. I know it's early, bro. I know Ryan. I know, I know it's early, but I'm just, just not. Uh, maybe we'll see it, but I got. I gotta see it. It's a position where I feel like we have to see it, especially yeah. from Davenport and especially from from Peyton Turner. Yeah,
1: man, it's like just inspires some confidence. Like, you know, Peyton Turner. I saw his interview. You know, so he's he's trying to work back. You know, he, he, maybe it's nothing, man. He's just working back, but bro, I got I got to see you, bro. I got to see you, man. Like, you know, it was a first-round pick. Maybe you shouldn't have been. Maybe. but But, you know, it's time to show out. And Marcus Davenport is like, what are you rehabbing, man? Like, I thought he finished the season healthy. I, I, I don't, know. I don't <laughs> you
0: know. know. You know how Marcus do, bro. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's that- so crucial. Like, the, the D-line, man, it's so crucial for this team to have that D-line good, because people forget, like, man, that pass rush was tepid the first it half was, of last
0: season, man. It was terrible, bro. We we was, we was at Cam Jordan's neck, bro. <laughs> just... Ready to get him out of here, man. Ready to get yeah. him out of here. Yeah. Bro. And, then he and got, the,
1: big cha- the big change he got that happened, you <laughs> got COVID, but the real big change was Davenport came, he came back, back healthy. Yep. And they couldn't double-team Cam no more. Um, and it was it was just one on one matchups, and you know they were all able to win, and it, it's a, it's a team game. So uh, hopefully they could get that together, but that's that's just something we got to be prepared for. But they got a lot of depth, like they got some good depth, man. Like Tyno they do got big creep. Um, that's that's some nice depth there. Even if you know say they all can't go immediately.
0: Um, that's some good depth that it can at least put out a serviceable D line. They can, and and honestly, I mean this is this is a question for me because they're they're kind of like when you're looking at our our last site how they line up. Like at this point, like has Peyton Turner shown enough to get more snaps than Tano after Tano played last season? Like in before he got probably there? not. I'm probably just, not. I'm just being. Uh, this is not me trying to be like, super pessimistic against Peyton Turner. I'm just being real about it, bro. Like, tunnel would have had some, like, disruptive games early last season, bro. I was like – That's what I'm saying.
1: Peyton Turner has to show it. Like, early in to, the season, in practice. Has to, to can- He has to make the coaches be like, oh, we got to get him on the field. You know? I mean, that's what Davenport did. Even, you know, with all his problems – you know, there are snaps where you look at them, it's like, Jesus, <laughs> like we gotta get this dude
0: on the field, man. He you know, what's funny is, is that that re- I remember being at the senior bowl with you, and we watched uh Otito, bruh, in the <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh shit, like, yeah, that's that's the reaction that you like, we, just, we gotta get it, we gotta find plays. we gotta find packages, done something. something, Um. Also crucially important is the interior defensive line. Uh, so let me go through that positional group as of right now. David Onyemada, uh, Katavis Street, Shad Tuttle, Malcolm Roach, Albert Huggins, Jaleel Johnson, who, the sign, who they signed as a free agent, uh, Jordan Jackson, the draft pick, and then I'm guessing the undrafted uh, free agent and Josh Black. What do we, what do we think about this D tackle situation oh uh, it's pretty it's pretty weak as well yeah, it's as, pretty pretty it's underwhelming.
1: underwhelming you got a lot of guys that do show some things but no real high level talent um you got on he's probably he's your best talent there but outside of that it's just like uh, you know <laughs> it's a rotation uh it's a rotation you can get in there all those guys have shown a little something. You know, Shy Tuttle has shown a little something. Not much as far as pass rush. Um, Street, I'm interested to see what he shows. Um, but outside of that, it's like that that's a that's a point of concern.
0: Yes. Yes. And after you know the buck sign, um, Former Saint, King. Hicks, Hakeem Hicks. I would guess I'd probably put doubt in Sue going back to Tampa Bay. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if they tried to add to the defensive tackle position, whether it be by free agency or by like a bet cut in, in training yeah. camp and, they, and someone someone becomes available that they like and they sign them. But like I agree with you 100%. It, it's a very underwhelming position. I, I'll say this in all earnest I think the tight end position on the team is so underwhelming that I we I completely just backpassed it when we're talking offense. <laughs> <laughs> it just gets right over, it, bro. I completely
1: bro, forgot about tight that, end,
0: bro. Right? <laughs> right. Bro, we just talked about tight end. We were straight to the defense and it felt like natural. That's 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 concerning, Ryan. That is fucking concerning. <laughs> uh so let me let's amend that real quick. Uh we got Finding Nemo, Adam Troutman, Taysom Hill coming off a Liz Frank injury, Nick Bennett, uh Juwan Johnson. If if he does one more weird fucking Instagram oh. with his girl, oh, oh my God. Um JP Holtz who they who they signed as a free agent this offseason, I believe he came from like Buffalo, maybe. Uh they got Kahel Warren, who was like a third round pick, um that never Lashed on, he had a ton of injuries. And then, so guys was making some, some buzz, bro. Yeah. I'm drinking, I'm drinking. Yeah. Lucas Kroll. Bro, baby. I, I, scroll baby. Kroll, Kroll. All I said was this. I watched a shit ton of Kenny Pickett leading up to this draft because I thought there was a big chance that he'd become a, become a saint. A lot of times when I watched Kenny Pickett, Lucas Kroll flashed. He just flashed, bro, and it was so funny because he also wore like the number seven, so it was also like it's kind of like watching like Taysom Hill in a way. Not, I'm not com- comparing them as players, but like he's wearing seven, he's big, um, you know. He's kind of flashing in OTA a little bit, just just saying. Like, it, you know, there the t- this Titan room leaves opportunity for someone like a player like him that can make the roster. Because the tight end room is so underwhelming, exactly.
1: No, man, we need it, man. Like, if Crawl could be like a four, like
0: a 300 yard guy, like that's people, man. This, I know this team, this name gonna give teams or fans like flashbacks, but can he be? Uh, Oh, he plays for the fucking Cardinals now. No, not the Cardinals huh. anymore. Jags, uh, Dan. Something. Dan Arnold. Dan Arnold, Dan Arnold oh, man. If Crow can be Dan Arnold without a crucial drop in NFC oh. championship, oh. Like, like please, man, we need it. Like we will need it. It's it's drastically needed. I know in Sean Payton's office, the tight end position was a huge need and just position that he utilized a lot. We'll see what will Pete Carmichael does, but to me, like this is this is a make make or break of year for Adam Troutman. Like oh, yeah. period. Yeah. Nah. Period. And Sharp ain't
1: gone, so like there's nobody that like is tied to love for him or nothing. It's
0: it's on him, man. Absolutely. Like he needs to he needs to show out because even though I did I didn't see what like a lot of people saw in his rookie season. The one thing I did see is he was a damn good inline blocker mm-hmm. as a rookie. And last season, the blocking was terrible. Uh, the the plays in the pass game were Whoa. was terrible. So it's like terrible. at that point, like what, what what you like what useful are you? And at least with, with one, you can say, okay, well, he doesn't do much in the passing game, but he's like a great inline blocker. It's so like having like a 6 offensive lineman out there, whatever, whatever. You can talk me into it, bro. But you ain't doing nothing well. I, I don't know why you're on the field. Taysom Hill, like, I, I, I don't know what fans like y'all. People realize this man had a Liz Frank injury in the last game of the season. Hmm. Like, like he may not play until like. October or November or if that he's already come back from a prior Liz Frank surgery or Frick injury when he was in at BYU I believe like I'm Taysom would thrive at at that position and in that role and I and I get it but and he's in his 30s yeah like like, I don't know man like this I know they want to add I know they potentially want to add another weapon right And I don't know who's even out there at tight end that would even be an upgrade. I'm pretty sure there's someone is I'm not thinking of. But like this to me, like this, this position, like if if the weapon, if there's a weapon needed, like it needs to be added to that group right there. Yeah, absolutely. Or I mean, this going this would be going out to wide receiver. You know, a little sneaky move that they could do. And I don't know if he's still on a trading block, bro. But well, you know, you give a you give the Jags like a fifth for like Lavisca Chenal, bro. I'm just, hey, I'm just, I'm just saying. Um, all right, let's get back to let's get back to defense. Uh, linebacker, Demario Davis, Pete Warner, um, Zach Bonds, Caden Ellis. I didn't even know Caden Ellis was on the team, be honest with you. Um, Eric Willis or Eric Wilson, uh, Andrew Dow. Uh, DeMarco John, or Jackson, the, the rookie that they drafted, uh, Nephi Sewell, a brother to Panay Sewell, undrafted free agent that they signed, and another undrafted college free agent that they signed, Isaiah Pryor. Thoughts of the linebacker position? Real
1: solid group, man. You know, you hope you hope to, uh, Davis can kind of stay the course. He's in his 30s now. You hope that he could be, you know, just stay as explosive as he's been. Um, Pete Werner, you know, you hope he kind of takes the second year leap. He had a really good rookie season. Um, you know, what is he as a linebacker like? Optimistically, you know, at his best, he's a good run stopper, um, a good guy behind the line of scrimmage, a good. A good uh, diagnose and attack type of guy, um, decent in coverage. Um, and, but after that, it, it's kind of thin, bro. Like it is, man. It really can't risk many injuries in that in that group. Still, not,
0: still not one hundred percent sure why Quan's not back. I don't, I don't get it. I don't. Um, it's it's one of those things, like
1: because if Quan back. He's probably starting over Pete Werner. Is he though? Like could probably. you bring <sighs> Cause they brought him back last year? Right. Man. So it's like, I don't know. It's like Pete Warner, the cheaper dude, is you drafted him. So it's like you don't want to supplant him. But at the same time, man, like they just build a great defense, man. Like period. Yeah. Like Quan, like he brings something. He's not a perfect linebacker, but he brings some things that you just can't coach. Like he gives you some explosive splash plays and he gets there. Like he gets there ASAP. And you know, that's useful, man. Especially when we talk about like the running quarterbacks we got to deal with and all that
0: shit. He has he has traits that are needed, right? And we've seen him make a lot of plays. And I'm just to the point where, like just even and I'm just like even him back in in a death position, man. Like yeah. injuries are bound to happen, and so I don't know what the the backup situation is going to be. What what if Demar Demario goes down for a game or two? Yeah, no, and no, then you, yeah, and then we got to we got P Warner and then Kate T- and Ellis because I'm it right wrong? now, bro, is that might not not making the team. Bro. <laughs> He man, do team.
1: you remember Zach Mon in the preseason game, bro? Maybe? <laughs> dude was like leaving, PFFs. Dude was like PFFs. <laughs> PFF's like highest rated <laughs> defensive player that week or some shit. It was crazy. Like that dude was had,
0: an animal that week. Had me believing, bro. Still have no clue why they just make this man a full time pass rusher. I don't get it. Don't get it But he's not making the team. Sorry, not happening. He's not making the team. And if he I mean, if he does, the only reason he makes a team is because either maybe special teams or sucking cost fallacy. Can't can't tell me any different.
1: Can't. I just want to know, like it, it's gonna tell me a lot what happens with him, like whose
0: decision it is to use him how he's used. Right. It it would happen. I mean it's DA, it's DA, I mean now it's completely DA's autonomy, right? So right. if Sean Payton maybe saw him as an off ball linebacker, that's all he saw him as, maybe DA may see him like, hey, that was dumb. Like this guy should be rushing the pasture. Maybe, but we'll see. We'll see. But it's it's a solid group. The depth is a little concerning for me. You have like an an, an elite player in Demario Davis. You have an ascending player in Pete Warner. Uh still feel like bringing Kwan back could just solid, solidify the depth, but good good position. Um moving over to cornerback. Ooh, buddy. Marshawn Lattimore, Bradley Roby, Paul Adebo, hashtag, don't back me, bro. Alante Taylor. And then you have Jordan Miller. You have Dylan Maben, And then you have the undrafted free agents, uh, DeMarcus Fields, Guns Up, he's from Texas Tech, and Vincent Gray. That is a... And, and this is not anything in regards to and I guess I guess we should include the Nickelbacks in this as well, with Chauncey Gardner Johnson as yeah. Nickel. Um, and PJ plays Nickel. Um, from time to time too. That's a stacked cornerback room, bro. That is a stacked room. Oh, man,
1: like find me another team in the league. You know, I mean, it's not many many
0: teams they, in the league got a cornerback room like that. Only team I could think of that could be on the same level or compete, ironically, is the Ravens. Yeah, that's it. Because they have they have what Marlon Humphreys. Um Does Jimmy Smith still play? Am I tripping? Is
1: he? Jimmy, is he? Yeah. Jimmy Smith? I think, Jimmy Smith I think still like he's been playing. in the league like twenty years, bro.
0: <laughs> at least, bro. He's in the league, bro. Like I never even see like when he get extensions and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta look it up. I'm pretty sure he's totally. I'm like, I think he got injured last season, but. He did. He did. He had injuries. Yeah. He, he's still he's a team, bro. <laughs> Jesus. Marlon Humphreys, Jimmy Smith. um, And then Mar- obviously they have Marcus Williams. Um, And then they drafted. Who did they drafted from Notre Dame? I completely lost all my draft knowledge as soon as he got bro. Just, just gone. Uh. Boy, man the- you, you 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 know what whatever yeah. nice. <laughs> what is wrong with us like we're so, so like not in touch with football uh cal hamilton that was going to yeah, yeah 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 only team i could, i think that could compete in terms of talent wise with the saints but like that and just think how far we've come as saints fans oh brandon browner uh <gasps> Corey David, or not Corey David, sorry, uh, Corey, Corey White, um, Jason David, um, I mean, I know he only played a couple of snaps, Don, Don St.
1: P-Rob, we, we, we used to be praying for P-Rob
0: to be healthy. <laughs> We've come so far, bro. so far. Um, again, I have one thing that Jeff Ireland has become not a complete master of, but his, his track record in terms of drafting secondary players since he's been – since he got a second chance with the Saints has been unworldly,
1: bro. It's been insane. Yeah, no, it's been insane. great. And, look, um, I mean, we – I know I I, I was like – with the Alonso Taylor pick, I was like, oh. But, you know, after watching him some and then looking – you know looking at just looking at him in Saint in the Saints uniform lining up reading some of the um, reports on him you know he, you know hey he might be a player at cornerback man like so bro like he might be a player bro like and you know him partner with Chris Richard and DA you know, guys that know how to use dudes that's built certain type of ways. He just he looks might be big, big. bro. Just he does, man. Yeah. That he length has, and everything. He has extremely fluid hips. He does, man. And that length. I'll tell you, that length and that movement goes a long way playing cornerback, man. Like, yes. even if you get beat, if you got that length in them arms, man, like, you could, you could break up a lot of passes. It'll save you a lot. You know, for the key for him is just understanding offenses. Um, you know, especially depending on the receivers he's covering, the the wiggle guys and the guys with a lot of oh like, yes. uh, lateral movement and stuff like that. They could put some work on them. So he's going to have to understand all the different phases of the game. But nah, man, that's a that's a stacked DB group as far as the secondary. I mean, as far as
0: like cornerbacks, oh uh, stacked. Um. Let's finish out with safety. I guess we can talk on both teams a little bit. But let's finish out with safety. Teron Matthew, Marcus Ooh. May, PJ Williams, Daniel Sorensen, Justin Evans, JT Gray, Smoke Monday. Ooh, stacked. Yep. Deep, bro. <laughs> yes.
1: It's deep. Like, no, no one of these players actually replaced. Marcus Williams skill set. But like as a as a group, like they all provide different, yes, different spices, if you want to say. Like, you know what I'm Absolutely. saying? You got your cayenne, you got your Tony Chasseries, you got your salt, your pepper, you got, you know, your, your thyme and your all these little different little, like all those guys pack different little seasonings to the secondary
0: uh what is Daniel Sorensen? Like, just an organic thing? Where, like, no, like no, nothing comes out? Like, there's no actual season. It just says organic on it. But nothing actually comes out. <laughs> <laughs> you it, <laughs> I don't know, bro. that. that.
1: <laughs> still don't parsley. know what a baby does, bro. Like, I had, yeah, he's parsley. He's parsley, like, just a little, you know, you throw a little parsley on there and once you finish cooking and make it look pretty, which they shouldn't do at all. But they do it anyway. It's like, we don't need this damn pasta. On. <laughs> Get this shit off. Get this shit off. They're about to eat it. <laughs> but that's a, stack, that's a stack safety group, bro. Like You got a lot of interchangeable pieces, which Da likes to use. Um, guys that can play the nickel, they can cover. Uh, they can play center field. You got hitters back there. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin Evans really intrigues me. Intriguing, man. Um, Cause he, you know, he was a he was a you know fairly high draft pick. You know, he had some good snaps with Tampa Bay, got beat up and injured. And Bad, he, like badly. Like he badly. Like badly. He was out the game. But you know, from what I've heard, he's moving really well in OTAs. He looks completely healthy. He's twenty six you know, twenty-six years old. So you just don't know. It could be like a Delvin Bro situation where you get a guy who's been out the game for a while that's just come in and just can just give you some really good snaps. I don't think he's going to start or anything like that, but, you know, with secondary players, man, you just, you know, even if it's just, um, you know,
0: 30 snaps a game, that's an impact. And like a, a big thing I'll say too is as a player, like a player that plays his position there probably isn't a better team that you could come to than come to a team that's going to be coached by Dennis Allen, Chris Richard, um, Ryan Nielsen. Like, that's a perfect position to fall into.
1: Hell, yeah. Yeah, man.
0: So, no, it, it,
1: it's looking good back there. And the depth, just the depth of it, man. We've seen it. Um, you know, I would. I needed to look this up, but I would love to see the the win-loss – numbers uh, when Lattimore is out. Because I swear mm-hmm. when Lattimore is out, we lose. <laughs> Done not it feel that way? Yeah, it's just, it's just a L, bro. You know, he's just so crucial to that. Um, so, you know, you get, you know, you got Don't Vax Me, bro. You got Lacti Taylor. You, you got C.J. Gardner-Johnson. So, they need a guy who would come in and be pretty good. You're not going to be Marshawn Lattimore but just be a good cornerback that can handle up number one receivers and be pretty good against them, that's huge in itself, you know, because that depth, man, that depth is needed, bro. You need three
0: good cornerbacks today. Absolutely. And I I don't know if this is going to happen, but if, big if, let's say Elante Taylor is a huge hit, huge hit, right? Let's say he's playing to the level of – uh, Pawson and Debo in like training camp and in preseason, then I think they have a, le- a legit decision about if they decide to keep Bradley Roby or not. I think yeah, that's a legit, yeah. legit thing. Um, and again, if, if he doesn't, like if he takes more time to develop, then they have no problem keeping Bradley Roby. Obviously, they brought him back. Um, they, they ex- quote unquote, like extended him or what have you. But if I think, if Alain Taylor is a hit, hit, I think Bradley Roby could be moved. And, uh, yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, quick let's hit on special teams. We're hitting on special teams because it's a position that cost them some games last season, bro. If they had, if they had a decent, consistent field goal kicker last year, they they make the playoffs. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Uh, Punter, Blake Gilligan. You got Will Lux, who's healthy again. And Zach Wood, the long snapper. And honestly, bro, this—I'll say this about Will Lutz. Will Lutz needs to be be back to big nuts, Lutz, bro. We need it. We need it, bro. Because you remember
1: the year before last, like, yep. oh, it, it, it wasn't looking good, bro. It was, bro. It wasn't. <laughs> so we need him back, like back, back.
0: Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Um, because that that. That wins games. Like, it's, it seems oh, like a, man. But it's like, it, like, it decides games, literally. And um, the way this
1: team built, like, even with the <laughs> offense, you know, theoretically looking better, uh, we know there's going to be about five games,
0: five or six games that come down to that final kick. At least, <laughs> at least 5%. Um, we have no insight on this, but I also think it's going to be interesting – you know, obviously Deontay Hardy is kind of like grandfathered in as the kick returner, the punt returner, but I think there's going to be like more of an open competition for that position yeah. in the training camp, especially with maybe some of the um, the undrafted uh, free agents at wide receiver that they signed after the draft.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, and we need it, man. I don't, I don't know any of the names that could really pop off, but we really need um, some juice there. Uh, okay, at least, if even if not, they supplant Hardy, at least be kind of a partnership. Because Hardy, yes. man, he take a beating back there, bro. He, he did does. A beating, I don't know how many times I watch him make a good kickoff, and then he out the game. <laughs> <laughs> He's
0: gone. Like, I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> it happened, what was that? Was it the, it was a playoff game against the Bucks, bro. Game. The Bucks yeah. man, he was going off. Off, bro. Off, and then gone. Just gone. Like, Damn. Um. Anyway, so those are the positional groups. You know, i just give a very breakdown. We talked about positional groups as a whole as a team. Saints have a good team, man. They do. Like, yeah, they do. They, they, they have a team that could compete in the NFC currently as it's currently, you know, constructed. Coaching is going to be a factor, obviously. Injuries and luck, that all plays a factor into it. But we wanted to do this exercise prior to Greg coming on the show next next week, um, kind of hearing what he thinks about the team in terms of the depth chart and projected starters. But we're not just going to talk about the Saints next week. We're going to talk about, you know, other teams around the league uh-huh. and things like that, because, you know, we, we love hearing all that. Anyway, all that said, thank you so much for supporting us. I know it's a summertime. You know, we, we see the numbers dip a little bit, but the numbers, I would say, overall um, – even though it's summertime for, for us have been pretty good in terms of listens and listens and downloads. So please continue that. Um, we're going to, tr- we're trying to do at least an episode once a week as things pick up football related, we'll, we'll start doing more episodes um, on more than a weekly basis, but at least right now, mm-hmm. once a week, I get it. Summertime, um, vacations, all that stuff happens, right? Cause everyone's trying to get everything out the way. But then once football starts up, it all kind of crescendos and everything picks up again. So thank you for your continued support. Please, if you, like I said earlier, if you are a Patreon, um, make sure that, you know, your the information that we have, for, that Patreon has for you about is, is accurate. If you're not, um, if you're interested, become one, become a Patreon. We're 70, I don't even know, we're 70 plus away from getting our goal of, uh, 200 before the regular season so please become a Patreon. we have the coffee mugs at the $10 level um, the safe Twitter podcast tumblr at the $20 level and then any level gets access to our discord so we're just we're just building this thing this thing up yeah yeah we got like 1900 listens for our offseason episode which actually is actually pretty good for an offseason um, so anything else you want to add before we get out of here All right. So with that, we're going to get out of here. We'll be back next week. With that, we're out. Peace. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card.